Welcome back, Castafol, Castafol episode. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. Uh, Keith Keith made us record this on short notice because uh, shit was happening, and he was like, "Guys, you're here. We're all here. Just let's just record it. Cool. Ad, you're back. Why, why were you missing last week? What happened? I am. Um, oh, um, I went to um, Nico or Nico to uh, just have a weekend away. Ooh. Where's that? Where's that in Japan? Like it's, g- it's give in me a... Tochigi Prefecture. It's about I'd say maybe like a two hour Shinkansen away from Tokyo. Um, uh, that's not like uh, could you give it, me a better it, sense of that? Hey, I assume north... everyone listening here is gonna know what the fuck Japan looks like. So uh, give, it's give north us a... of, north of Tokyo, a little bit like a bit in, like northwest from Tokyo, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a pretty fun trip. Obviously, we went at a time which is not that popular for that area, so it's like more popular in like fall and um, and winter because it's on Zen Town, where like lower temperatures are the better. It's kind of quiet place. Um, I went to a funny story. I, I went to drink, and um, I was like, "Yo, yeah, it's very funny." Yeah, um, it's not. It's not a funny. It's just an interesting story. I should say. Also, I'm on instrumentals. Let me just change that real quick. Um, All right. And yeah, so I went to drink, but this is like a like it's already like a dying town. Like where where my Airbnb was, I probably walked past like a bunch of just blocks of kind of like apartment buildings or like uh, townhouses. I'd say that were just almost all empty. There was like one out of like the eight in the block with a person in it, and I don't know if it's like sorry. No, go, go, yeah, all right, go yeah. on. And so I, I just type in on my bar, and the only bars that exist are either like hostess like slash snack bars, which are very popular in um in rural Japan. Like that's like one probably the more more popular um type of bar for people who don't know what a snack bar is. It's essentially um you it's a, it's a normal bar, but you're like you're hosted slash you're kind of hosting. Uh, usually a female um, employee of the bar and you're supposed to be buying her drinks and she's there to like conversate with you and that kind of thing. Um, not not for sex, nothing nothing there. It's just a conversation kind of thing, like hostess kind of like a thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... yeah, basically Asian countries have like they've, uh, they've, it's the same sort of model of like the West where uh, the bars, they'll staff their bars with like attractive women and then you tip them and they'll talk to you uh, but they they just stream on the prostitution. You know what? We'll we'll just have it so it's just direct. You pay them, and they they're not bartenders anymore. It's 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 much it's a much more efficient direct process. Everyone benefits. Yeah, um, and I wasn't like I don't know. I feel I feel weird just not coming from that culture to go to those bars. So I've only gone once, and that was completely by accident. So I avoided that. And in this place, every bar is a karaoke bar. Apparently, that's just how it is. Every well, bar is a karaoke well, bar. Well, wait, wait, wait. Can I connect and check for one second? Uh, Australia is not a tip culture, though, right? Yeah, it's not a tip culture. So, so bartenders are there to serve you drinks. Like they're not necessarily like as in America. And so in America, I, I don't want to like you know, like in the U.S. All bars are different. There's like a lot of different kinds of bars in terms of like where they are and their their vibe. But so I'll say like, but at least I would assume in Australia without tips. They're there to primarily to be drinks, not to necessarily pretend to be nice to you. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's true for sure. 
that like yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, culture has like nice you, pervaded everywhere yeah, but yeah 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 like in Australia if partners are nice to you they're being nice to you because that's just the reality not yeah not yeah not yeah Whereas in the states, if people, if like bartender is nice to you, and if they're the opposite of sex, it's probably because they want your money. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it, so I avoided those, and then I realized every other bar, even some of the karaoke bars, were also snack bars undercover. Um, and so I went to this random snack bar again. All the reviews in Japanese, like this is a place that used to be like a somewhat touristy attraction, but has now been like shut off from the world, like like all of Japan really. For like two plus years. Um, and I walk in and I go up, to, actually, I walk up the stairs and it's just two like old Japanese dudes, like two, and the bartender, the bar, the owner of the bar is also old. Um, and like they're like 60s plus, maybe older than that, maybe 70s plus. Um, and I walk in and Let's just say, like, the mood immediate, like, they're, they're conversating, they're having fun, they're drinking, whatever. As soon as I walk in, the mood just fucking switches, like, immediately. No one says a word. I walk in, I sit down, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, there's, there's no, there's, he didn't offer me a fucking menu, so I, I just went like, yo, let's, let's, what, what you got to drink? Um, so I was like, oh, I, I went, Nihonshu on Agashimas, and he's like, oh, you want to drink sake? And he's like, uh, he was like, he's just going to drink it from the, like, he was a bit confused. Like, I don't know why, but like he was, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll just drink from the bottle. Right. And I was drinking. And then after a couple of drinks and after like, I brought up some Japanese artists, like some older Japanese artists, they like started to warm up to me. And they were just like, then we full on went into conversation. One of them pulled out his fucking guitar. He just like, yo, let me pop it down to my car and pull out my guitar and serenade you with a song. And then we sang uh. like, we sang like no. old Japanese songs, like Inca songs. I knew that this was- I knew how this was. I knew how this was gonna be. I, I knew this was gonna be a story of you winning over the uh, old provincial Japanese dudes and, and uh, men and women with with your charm and just your just your general weebery too. Not not just your charm. Your weebery doesn't work. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Your your weebery is not. Uh, it's generations deep. It's not just stuff happened the last twenty years. It's not. It's stuff happened the last fifty years. That's how you want to move. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, so like at first, no one was singing, and then I was like, I was like, I noticed, like, I was like, "Yo, so can I sing?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, sure. What do you want to sing?" And first dude, I said they didn't have him. Um, second, second one I sang was, I know, I, I recommended this on the pod once. Uh, Sayuri Shikawa's um, "Whiskey Ga Osuki Desho," um, which is like a very famous song, anchor song. I've heard of that one. I think you've, no, yeah. no, you, no, 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 you, you've recommended that. That's actually been I, on the list. I've, that's I what I said. I, that's what I said. This I said I recommended it. Um, so I was saying that, and that's when like the vibe started to kick off. And yeah, it was great. His daughter came. Um, I don't know if she was working or not. He's just having conversation. I'm pretty sure she was his daughter. I didn't really understand everything he said. He had a, they all had very strong, like I don't know, like some I don't know what Tachiki's dialect is, but it was a very like strong, uh, strong. It was ruffian. To say the least, um, so I, I don't know that much Japanese, and it was like made it even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they they were, they were provincial folks. Okay, so wait, 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 just 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 to clarify. So before you got in there, before you got in there, is this this kind of joint where it's like like uh, it's seventy percent people who work there, and there's like thirty percent regulars of a dying town. Is is that what it is? Yeah, pretty much. All right. I'd say uh, that, that's okay. the case. 
Like I was in proper yeah. on like I, I sent you the photo of the onsen town with the fucking anime shit, right? You did. That's you the did. place I was. Um, wait, wait, and, wait, wait, but 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 this town is like a rural town. Is it a farming town or is it like a dying industrial town? Wait, wait, what is it? It's, it seems like it was at one because the way that like the the townhouses are designed, it seemed like did it was t- once yeah. of. Yeah, you, yeah, you tell it, me, like, it, it it seemed like a thriving place at one time, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it seemed like that. Like, I, I don't know what they were making or, like, doing in that area, but it definitely seemed like that that was the case because th- those, like, townhouse-style buildings are commonly built in Australia as well when you, like, have a mining town, right? Where, like, there's mm. some sort of, like, mineral that you're trying to, like, uh, like, you know, do, but after 30 years, like, all those people move out because there's no reason to stay, right? Um. So, yeah. Great night. Right. Um, it's fun... F- Byron's daughter, she didn't. She didn't look like she wanted to get the hell out of there. Like, she didn't remind me. Nah. She didn't remind you. She didn't remind you of you, of a, of a girl stuck in like a, of a child of a family who is old fashioned. Yo, yo but you got to understand, this guy's like, this guy's like really seventy plus. So, out of there. so his daughter's also like forty plus, if not fifty plus. Okay, okay. So, so she's already resigned. Resigned. Yeah, but she's... her grandchild, her grandchildren <laughs> might be like you. Where they're like, yeah, yo, yeah. my my fucking parents. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like it sounds, wait, wait. So, uh, uh, why did you decide to go up there? It was like, was it random? Like, who 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 planned the ship? No one planned. I, I went by myself. I just went up there. I was like, yo, let's. Let, I, I need a drink at a bar. Whoa, 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 whoa! You you said we like at at the start. You said we. Did I? I I said yes. we. I went with somebody to Nico. Um, to Nico, but I didn't go to the bar with them. They they stayed at home. They slept early. They had an early night. Okay, okay but why? Did, and it, in any case, why do you decide to go into in that area? Was it just like uh, convenient because it's, it's close? Like closest, you, like, yeah. It was the, the so all the all the bars were like so. So we were up, even though we're in Nico, and um, we're like up. Like there's a lo- lot of small towns like dotted in in the. Nico, like I don't know, city area, right? Where like they're not really connected by anything other than a train station and a road, right? Um, so we were like up higher up the mountain. If I was in Nico proper, there probably would have been better options, and I, that would have had to require a taxi. Whereas this one was a long walk, but it was walkable. It was like a 30, 30 mm. 40 minute walk, um, but walkable for sure. Anyways, night ends at around like I don't know, 11 30, 12. I'm like, yo, dude, I gotta go back. I got to check out on my Airbnb, yada, yada. It was last night I was there. Um, and he's just like, I'll drive you home. He's like, Kuruma Ishoni. And I'm like, at first I'm like, I don't know what the fuck he's saying. And then his, his daughter also repeated it. And I was like, all right, yo, let's just go. And thinking about it the next day, I thought, I definitely bought this guy a drink. And he definitely drank with me. And he was drinking the whole night. And then he drove me home. 30 to 40 minute walk was like a 10 minute drive, uh, not even 10 minute, five minute drive um, to mm-hmm. my Airbnb. Um, so yeah, but that's illegal and not just for him, for me as well, because if you normally get in the passenger seat with somebody who's drunk in Japan, you are basically considered you would also drink driving. Oh, you're an accessory? What? Oh yeah, what? you're basically an accessory and you you follow the same like punishments. And drink what? driving in Japan, yeah. and to be clear, drink driving in Japan is so bad that you can't even I, have like zero point zero zero one blood alcohol rating. It's got to be zero. I, 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 one, that's cold, but two, I think that's good. I guess because uh, less people are going to die. So it, so uh, adds, you're a criminal. 
I'm glad you didn't die, but maybe you deserve... No. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, again, I didn't realize that at the time. I was just like, all right, bro, let's just go. And he did... The, I'm assuming uh, uh, there's, like, there's, like, one cop for that whole, like, 30 ta- little towns, and there's never going to be a cop there. I, 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 so... But but does this make you feel like this is like your your first true Inaka you know un, you know countryside experience? Uh yeah probably. Other other than mm-hmm. other than like old women saying uh something to me, I had my headphone in. This like it was like like five or six o'clock. She said something to me, and because because at what school you just say oh, I don't know what she said. I had headphones in. Um. And just because at school, you're always just saying, oh, hi, gozaimasu, oh, hi, gozaimasu. I just replied back. Like, my brain just, like, on autopilot just went, oh, hi, gozaimasu. And then she looked at me like I was the dumbest motherfucker ever. And I just realized I said good morning to her at 6 p.m. at night. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that was funny. Hey, hey. All right. I, I, uh, uh, so, uh, to make it more about myself, as I always do on this podcast, um, I was, I was going to say, like, uh, the most interesting part about going to countries is not being in the big cities. It's just going, okay, well, I don't want to say it that way. Obviously, the big cities are, are like, a huge part, but the, I don't, know, I don't want to say a real experience, but there's, there's, like, a pretty cool experience to be had if you go outside of the big cities, right? Yeah, for sure. So, so I, I was going to say, like, uh, this is, like, a story at the I, Probably I told this stuff in the pod before because we've done like 80 freaking episodes before, but whatever, I'll tell it again. So, uh, yeah, it's like, it's like me and a bunch of guys from overseas, Western guys, Americans, we, we were going to film some shit in Korea about a, a pro player. We are going to interview his parents about the you know, StarCraft 2 pro gamer just to get, you know, get a video for a tournament. And they are just farmers. They're just farmers who live out in the middle of nowhere, and like, like very much in the middle of nowhere, not in a, not like nowhere near near a big city. So we just went out there, and it was just like one of the most interesting, coolest experiences because like all those guys had. Like for me, I was like uh, I had been to those places, uh, so I thought it was kind of interesting. So it's fine enough. But those guys were like, "Holy shit! This is like uh, stuff like we would never experience in Seoul. We would never experience in like any of the big cities." Like I, I think the one I, I probably told, uh, all I talked about was like you know this parents this uh, player's dad he just like for one night he adopted our cameraman just like, took him under his arm and said hey come into this greenhouse and we'll just drink and we'll make like uh we'll make muscle uh no not muscle uh oyster stew and we'll just drink and we'll and we'll ha- we'll just drink this broth and we'll just have fun like for 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 a while because like why not I, I have no idea why. Like I thought it was cool, and then and then once we were done filming, they were like, "Hey, hey, we'll take you to our our best local restaurant in the town, which which had a lot of seafood because we were by the seas we were by the seashore, and uh, yeah, we we had we had it we we had all the great Korean stuff. We had the uh, the infamous Korean like living lobs uh, living uh, squid, which moves in your mouth. We, we all had all had that stuff." And then uh, we we paid behind their back. They got mad at us for paying behind their back, but I was like, whatever. I don't, I don't care. Like we're we're gonna pay for it. So that's what happened. Yeah, no, I I agree. I also understand why people don't do this shit because it is very um, it's hard. Yeah, confronting. It's hard, especially if you don't know the language. Also, the fact that is the fact of the matter is when you're on a holiday, 
there is only so little amount of time that you have available and people feel a need yeah. to like maximize and i get As that that has that that has story before or or am i talking myself this story yeah you told me it uh, cool. it's okay it's a great story we'll let it we'll let it go i'm pretty sure you told it recently as well because i still remember oh my god ah okay <laughs> I, so uh, uh, as I, I'm, I'm glad you had a good experience in Japan. I'm glad you uh, show the people, and you know, whatever. Yeah, you I'm, think, I'm okay, trying. Okay, to... uh, 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 okay, so this is a funny thing. Do, do you think it's uh, easier to appeal with your foreignness to boomers because boomers are uh, less accustomed to foreigners than the young people? And young people are like, hey, it's a gaijin, whatever. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I definitely feel like it's definitely. I wouldn't say okay. So with with an older person, it's I think it's harder to win them over. But if you do win them over, it's like amplified, like beyond what a what a person my age or a little bit older than me would that would have an experience. Um, that's that's what I've experienced so far. Um, so yeah, that's that's my personal experience with that. But it's also like I I'm I also like you know I'm just gonna like say this out here it definitely helps that I'm a guy that I walk into these situations with less um, danger right. than a woman and I get why w- women wouldn't want to do these kind of things etc etc. Right, cover me basis. Ads, so ads. Your your parents your their native language is what? It's uh it's uh, like Lebanese. So it's it's like Lebanese Arabic, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so, I, so I forgot to could... mention in this story by the way. Sorry, sorry. In this story right. by the way. The girls that I was with convinced me uh, while I was like somewhat tipsy to do a French braid for your hair. A double French braid in my hair, yeah. So I walked into mm-hmm. this bar with a f- double French braid as well. Wait, 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 wait. Who are the girls with you? Oh, just uh, Americans who are also doing the same job as me in the same city as me. Oh wait, that, oh, okay, okay, okay. That's the we. Yeah, that's the we. All right, yeah, whatever. So, so apparently this is a harem anime, but we haven't uh, figured this out. We we, we can explore this. We can explore this later. Yeah, okay. right. uh, oh no no no! So so oh, no, no no! What I what I wanted to ask was like if, if a Japanese uh, dude showed up at your like parents' place. I don't know. Whatever. I don't think parents were. Let's assume your parents ran a restaurant. A Japanese dude showed up and he spoke like he spoke like uh, your level of Japanese equivalent to like Lebanese Arabic. You think your parents would be like, "Oh, this dude, he's trying." And we're, he, yeah, dude, they, first off, they they totally they would totally bring him in and like speak like that friendly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the th- the thing with um, Arab cultures and Lebanese culture in particular, I think is like I'm biased, obviously, um, is like. I I missed this topic the last week and I didn't watch the pod in case it was better than my pods. Um, but th- that topic, you know, that topic of um, would you feed somebody who's like somebody's what kid at your house? Yeah. yeah. Um. So like Arab culture is like you don't just feed this person. Like you have to like basically stuff them full. The the meme is like you know like if you if you're filling a cup of tea, make sure the cup of tea over like not a meme. It's like kind of a saying. But if you fill a cup, it sounds a lot better in, in Arabic. But if you fill a cup of tea, make sure the t- tea over like it overflows, it overfill. Always overfill the cup of tea that you're pouring for a guest. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but but that that's custom. That 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 doesn't necessarily equate to their actual attitude. I think that's the actual attitude to anybody who would like, especially Arabic, which is. Uh, I don't know how popular Arabic is like outside of Arab culture, but definitely like one of the most commonly spoken languages. Um, okay. But yeah, I would say for a Japanese person who is speaking Arabic, that would be like insane. I'd be impressed. Okay. No, I, I, I mean, that's quite, that's sort of what I, what I thought. Like, I think in Korea, like uh, if you go to Korea, like uh, people in the Inaka or the Shigor, as, as you would say it in Korea, like they are, there's like there's nice people, and if foreigners come down there, they just treat them nice because they feel like, hey, like, I don't know, they're like, yeah, like why would you come here? But they don't know why they come here. But if you decide to come here, we, we might as well treat you like like these uh, really, really honored guests, and uh, yeah. it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, I I wouldn't recommend. I probably wouldn't recommend Nico out for a first trip. Like for somebody who's going to Japan on a first trip, but if you come on a second or a third trip to Japan, I'd say it's definitely like a very nice place, especially if you're coming in in the good times, like for for um for the for the kind of stuff that's there, like it's very nature heavy. Um, looks great in the. I'm assuming it's going to look very beautiful in the fall. You've uh, probably beautiful in this in the winter as well. In the winter, you get the whole onsen experience as well. So, yeah. Okay. Twenty-two um, minutes of preamble. Let's get into the topics. I, hey, hey, hey that's good. Hey, J- Jason couldn't carry. I know you didn't listen, but Jason could not carry preamble for that long. Although yeah. he gave us a he, he gave us some great uh, Jason pathology about about his mother. You should listen. Oh damn! Now I want to yes. listen. Is it yes. as, wait, wait, wait. Listen. is it is it as good as his last birthday birthday gift? Sorry. It's not as funny, but it's it's it just it just really really uh, elucidates why Jason is who he is and why and just uh, his mother as a character. But look, okay. you I'm a, I might listen to that while I'm drunk, stumbling back home from wherever I'm gonna go drinking tonight. Uh, uh so let's let's go to our first like real uh, whatever quote unquote real topic today. So, uh, hey, today is a sports business topic day so there's the saudi okay so i don't know if you guys care about golf but i don't but i like talking about shit like this. <laughs> i don't care about golf either but there's <laughs> been a huge fucking news in the golf scene that has be, has expanded to absorb the just entire sports media scene so uh, uh the saudi backed golf league is it LIV? I, I know I know it stands for fifty four in Roman numerals. I, I don't I don't know what they want to call it. Is it live LIV fifty four? Uh, you can call whatever you want to, but uh, yeah, yeah, whatever it, it is. Uh, yeah, we'll call it live live. Okay, so the so Saudi sovereign wealth fund, Saudi sovereign wealth fund, we all know about it. It's uh, Saudi Arabia's uh, the government spending money to make their country look better overseas because. Uh, Complicated reasons, I guess. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go into that too deeply, but uh, well, maybe we will. But God damn it, man! I, this is just terrible. Anyway, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is Saudi. <laughs> Saudi Arabia is funding is throwing billions of dollars into a golf league to try to challenge the PGA Tour. It's throwing and, billions uh, of dollars into everything, but yeah. No, well, no, 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 this is really, no, no, this is really different. We'll talk about this later, but so, 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 uh, 
Saudi Arabia is throwing billions of dollars into a golf league called LIV to try and directly challenge the existing top golf league in the world, the PGA Tour. They're directly, directly. So this is like really important because uh, the other leagues, what happens is like, you know, for like uh, F1 racing, Saudi Arabia, they spend sponsorship money to hold a race in Saudi Arabia. If it's like a WWE pro wrestling, they pay WWE to like hold an event in uh, Riyadh. Uh, basically, this is so much. This is like very, very different for everything they've 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 done. So there's the term sports washing, right? Where a comp- where a country that has like a very dubious human rights records in the world will spend a lot of money to have sports events in their country to make to make it seem like, hey, we are not a country that has like a ridiculous laws and we persecute people and we execute people for ridiculous reasons. We're a regular country like you guys because we have sports. So that's sports washing. So uh, standard way before before LIV was basically just pay existing leagues like F one. I don't know who I don't know who runs F one. I'm assuming it's some fucking country in Monaco or France, whatever. It's or, Liberty uh, Media. Yeah. Or or, or or like yeah or, or China might uh well China's like a big market for the NBA is there is there China F one uh is it is there a Shanghai race there, no? there has been before but I don't think it's on the it's on the list right now yeah I'm I'm i regardless also Saudi Arabia also pays World Wrestling Entertainment to hold like like two events a year whatever they pay them a lot of money to hold events a year because obviously COVID so, sorry for for the F one it's because of COVID. Yeah, but it still exists, but, and they have a contract till twenty twenty five, so it will exist at one point in time. I mean, regardless, I'm I'm, I'm sure everyone here is is uh, very familiar with the model of paying organizations to hold events in the country. The World Cup is the best example, right? C- Qatar. I mean, Qatar. The human rights record is not as bad as Saudi Arabia, but still, like, not exactly like you know a place where uh, Western fans would consider up to their standards. Uh, in any case, so uh, LIV is incredibly unique in terms of that they're not just you know paying. The, so what would have happened in any other circumstance if this if this if this was analogous to other circumstances? What would happen was they would have paid the PGA Tour to have a major in Saudi Arabia. That's what they would have done. That's the that's that would have been the model up to now. But LIV, they decided no, we're not going to do that. We're actually going to directly challenge the western spheres biggest tournament by offering all of their best players insane amounts of money like insane amounts of money to play on our new tour and uh they have the last they're they're currently holding their uh, their inaugural event and uh it's Okay, so, so uh, we're in the middle of their inaugural event, and obviously, like we, we can't tell how it'll go in the future. But right now, it, it's a huge disruptor in the industry. So, uh, ads, what, what what do you think about this? What do you think about? Oh, all right, let's give you the floor. There's there's so many things to unpack here. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, something. I don't know if you mentioned exactly how I um. You kind of like babbled a lot, but uh, if you didn't mention it, then I'm I'll sorry. mention it here. I'm fucking so- okay, sorry. <laughs> it's like, uh, something to mention here is it's, 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 it's as if like, you know, it's essentially a breakaway league, right? If you were to think about it, it would be, a, it would be the, the term breakaway right. league would be applied to this. 
um, right. a la uh, Super League. I'm so- yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, the obvious comparison would have been the European Super League for soccer, which fucking died. Well, it's not. It didn't die, but it's. Uh, yeah, you never know. It's on ice. Yeah. It's on ice for now. It's on ice for now, but the people, the, the big players in that, are still committed to that idea. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so so yeah, to to say, so so the thing about this one is very interesting. Is that first off, like, okay, so you need the capital to make a breakaway league. Um, which you know, it's, it's extremely difficult for one player to make that happen in in something like soccer or something like that, because it's not as unified, right? There are national leagues, you know, state, uh, yeah, you know, fed, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas, whereas something like, say, tennis or, or golf is prime for that because you know it's a it's a internationalized product. Even if Formula One could be, but again, Formula One's model is a bit different as well. Um, so picking golf is is a good choice for them, not just because of you know the fact that it's possible, but also the fact that it's possibly up there with the most prestigious sports. Even though it's not as popular as some other sports, it definitely holds a very prestigious place, and it holds a, hold, holds a very prestigious place in a market, a demographic that is very influential, and the kind of people that a country like Saudi Arabia would be wanting to convince um, to get involved with. So I think it's a very interesting, it's a very, you know, cor- I don't want to say correct, but a very apt choice to choose golf over even tennis, which is still a very prestigious sport, um, doesn't have the same sort of um, cachet with the upper class people as, as golf does. Um, but yeah, so then that's interesting. Okay. The th- yeah. So, so, so I, I do want to point out two things. So one I think it was an acquisition not just because of the prestige, but because uh, in the world of golf, golf is is the sport where I would say the players they're the most independent. Like they're not they're not as beholden to an or- association. They're not you know like so like in the M- so NBA, NFL, whatever team sports, they have collective bargaining agreements. There's a lot of situ- there's a lot there's a lot of like me- mechanism in place where the individual player doesn't have that. Sh- have that much power but in golf an individual player has a ton of power and they are you know essentially individual contractors and we'll get into this later but um like there, there's gonna be lawsuits like there they are like 100 percent gonna be lawsuits right like right now not right now but like in the near future between liv and pga tour on behalf of the players because like yeah they think that yeah pga tours is unfairly stopping them from competing on the lme tour so like golf was a good situation because this is a a, a sport where players have relatively a lot of rights compared to the league whereas like in a lot of team sports like the most popular team sports in the world whether it's like you know european soccer american football or american basketball like those are sports where the teams and the leagues have a lot of so yeah, that that is a huge part of this. Yeah, so I I think it's 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 an interesting choice. I think the fact that this is happening um, to golf is a little bit of a warning sign to other sports as well. Like this isn't just like again we said golf is like one of the most apt choices for this for a variety of reasons, but I think that I think that um, other other sports could be wary of this. Um, whether it be something like a tennis, which is more easy, but even other sports. And the funny thing is, I, I don't know about like the history of American sports and how how dominantly or how firm a grip American sports has been held by like the organizing uh, like company, whatever NBA or NFL, or whatever. 
Um, but in Australia, this this has happened multiple times in multiple sports. Um, it's happened in cricket. It's happened in NRL. And in both both cases, the argument could be made that the sport improved because of it, which is an interesting concept. All right, all right. So give me a, so let's go with like one concrete example. Let's go with the rugby NRL. What happened? Okay, so that one's more recent than the cricket one. The cricket one happened in the eighties. Um, the you know again. So what happened with that one is a broadcaster. Um, in in particular, Murdoch Media Group or what it would have been called Fox Sports at the time. Um, but that media conglomerate wanted more power, more control over the rugby league organization. And they felt as though the rugby league organization was mishandling players. They felt like the, the sport had more room to grow, yada, yada. So they offered to like a bunch of teams and also made their own teams, but they offered to a bunch of existing teams to join that league, to join their league, which would be called the Super League. <laughs> it's also called the Super League. And it was called yep. the Super League. And this happened. This happened. So what happened was the NRL, National Rugby League, split up into two, where there was the still the NRL with half the teams, and then there was the Super League with half the teams. And then each each organization then added a bunch of teams as well to like round out the roster. And for two years or three years, I think, these two these two um uh, these two leagues leagues um competed at the same time. And they occurred at the same time, and you know, there were lawsuits going on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And eventually, um, due to a bunch of deals with clubs and directly with clubs and also deals between the NRL and Murdoch Media Group, the two did combine. But in the in the process, a lot of teams either had to merge into two, into one. So like two teams would merge into one club and would be called an, an amalgamation of the two teams. Um, or um, teams would just die out, like they would just be removed. Um, and that happened. So that, that did happen. And... Now, depending on who you're talking to, that was either a very successful thing because it made rugby league more focused on the like the connection to the media, and then made their um, you know their TV deal go up. But also, some people would say like you lost a lot of history. A lot of clubs, like clubs that had existed since the beginning of rugby league history, had had to fold, um, uh, or they had to merge, and you lost the history of two clubs. Because now you've got a, a new club that's kind of the two clubs, but not really. And it was a weird, weird kind of situation where you had a lot of fans who were fans of this club that no longer exists, or for fans of this club that does exist, kind of. Um, so depending on your point of view and who you supported, really, you'd have a completely different point of view on that. But but overall, I'd say the Super League affected rugby league in a in a. I'd say there are positives to be taken out of the Super League's existence in NRL. Um, whether it's uh, fully positive or negative is a different question. I mean, ultimately, did, did the players end up getting paid more? Yes. Did so the big thing their... was the the players at the time, by the way, the big players, like the big, big name players were being offered at the time. And also in, in an Australian context for an American audience or even a European audience, this would not seem high. But like players were breaking a million dollars a year, which was an insane number, which even after... Like the, the players' contracts did go up, but those like marquee, marquee players who were like the marquee players for each side, there were two or three players that each side wanted to keep. Like they said, if we don't have these three players, like our league will die. Like if, if the other side take these three players, like we're fucked. Like we're basically fucked. So they just broke the bank on those three players. And those three players were getting paid a million dollars a year. And then after that, a lot of those contracts went down, but still went up from the original status. Um, and then it took like 10, 15 years to get back to a million dollar player, which is kind of insane to think about, right? 
Like it took ten years later to go back to that to that standard for the best player in the game. Okay, so I, I would say this is all very elucidating, and I would say this is uh, at this, I would say at the same time, we have to realize that these situations are uh, what we would call I don't know idealistically like capitalism, quote unquote, working, where hey. Players, they bring their value up because another business organization thinks that, hey, the previous league isn't that good. They're not like they're not like making us enough money. Let's hire these players away. This is like and this is what you would say that it's supposed to happen in capitalism, right? Like this is like the idealistic version of like free market capitalism. Workers, they get hired away to a new company that will pay them more for for their skills. Yeah. So you could argue that in Australia, that's what happened. You, you could argue like you know the previous employer wasn't you know like working the industry. That, that also happened to cricket as well. But yeah. 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 So you, you could argue that, but uh, the case in uh, the case in case with what's happening with uh, with LIV and uh, in a lot of ways with like sports washing efforts in uh, Saudi Arabia or other countries is that. It's not because of that. Like the reason why they're offering this much money is not because these companies, uh, organizations, these efforts think that they can make more money. Because they, you know, hey, they, they're not telling, they're not telling PGA Tour, hey, you're running your tour wrong. If we if we hire players, we can make this, we can make golf a bigger thing. They're doing it because they think that uh, for other goals, they're, they're doing it because like like they they don't want to make money. They want to have these players playing on the tour to legitimize their country and to, you know, like, like, like increase Saudi Arabia's international image. So that's like a hugely disrupting force that doesn't make any kind of market sense. And because it doesn't make yeah, any fair. kind of market that's sense. A, that's a point. Yeah. And, and that, that, that's the big thing. The fact, because like uh, when you're competing against someone, so here's the thing. That's that's what it is. Back when that happened, thing happened in rugby in Australia, it was like, hey, how much money is this star player going to make you? That's the rubric, right? And that that's how the negotiation started. And that's how the yeah, fight but, started. But, but, but the thing is, hang on, sorry. Those players that ended up earning a million dollars, when when that Super League crisis ended, they didn't stay on a million dollars. They went back to like higher than before, but not like mm-hmm. at the million dollar status. So that million dollar status was not sustainable. Just to make that clear. Okay. Oh yeah. No. No. It wasn't sustainable in the short term, but the you know it was like any kind of business. Hey, we're gonna like overpay you in the in the short term because once you're up with us, you're gonna make us that much much money over the long term. But in this case of like the LIV league, when they're paying Phil Mickelson like two hundred million dollars or or whatever fee it is, I think I think I think it's around there. The PGA Tour can't compete with that. This is not like you know, like a standard kind of like business competition, because because normal. So like if if the LIV League was like a was like an actual like a uh, business that was saying, hey, we think the PGA Tour is being run efficient, run inefficiently. We think golf is a great sport, and the PGA Tour is incompetent. They're not like maximizing the revenue of of uh, golf. We'll make our rival tour and we'll we'll make pro golf better than ever. If that was the case, they would have said, "Hey, if that was the case, then then maybe there would be a true bidding war." But what's actually happening is that, uh, like you know, LIB is coming in and say, "Hey, Felixson, you're worth two hundred million dollars 
to for our non-business cause, our non-business cause of making Saudi Arabia seem like a more legitimate, more reputable, uh, just increasing the brand value of Saudi Arabia. Like, and the PGA Tour can't compete with that. The PGA Tour knows that in the business sense, Phil Mickelson is not worth two hundred million dollars a year. No, nowhere near that. They 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 know he hey, you're worth a lot of money. You're worth like hundred million dollars a year, maybe eighty million dollars a year. You're not worth that much fucking money. So yeah, like, like basically a pay increase of like twenty percent is yeah. like within the realm of possibility, right? But a pay increase right. like double or triple, insane. Right. They, they, they've they've come in they've come in and changed the rubric entirely because they're they're not competing on the same fucking like battlefield. Like like it's they're not trying to like make they're not trying to make money. They're trying to bring the table in. To do all the things I just said, you know, like increase yeah, okay. the uh, pre- prestige of the country, like if norm- yeah, if that's your point, then then you know, then a PSG or a Man City is existing in the same plane, right? Possibly Newcastle in the future, um, where like a PSG just offered a gigantic contract, depending on who you believe, a gigantic contract to a person like Mbappe, where even like powerhouses of of Europe, like historic powerhouses of Europe, couldn't afford to match no, or even get close to match. No, exactly. No, exactly. I, I'm. You're 100 percent right. That's that's what's happening. Like there, there are powers that are coming into sports with a huge amount of money that are spending money. They're they're competing in different markets. Everyone else is competing in the market of we want to make money, and these other powers coming in saying. We're coming to the market. Like, we want to spend money to increase our country's prestige, and that those like, in in that asymmetric interface, in that asymmetric market, like like you you can't yeah you uh, obviously you can't compete. Like like, what, like the value like what, like what is the value of a Neymar? What is the value so of a Neymar? Mbappe, Neymar is like, did. But yeah. Um, oh, so, sorry. So sorry. Sorry. The the value of Mbappe on the football. You're showing field, your age here. You yeah. Sorry. Sorry. The value of Mbappe on on the football field on the football pitch, you can probably quantify that through metrics, through like stats. You can even you can you can quantify that into some sort of number. But his value in terms of like making your country seem legitimate and making people not fucking hate your country, making people like want to come there maybe and like invest, like that's that that's like a entirely different rubric. So like that, yeah, exact. That's why uh, world sports is very amusing right now. Yeah. So so the question is, how do we get these people involved in esports on the ASAP? You know what I'm saying? Uh, they are. Uh, yeah, oh, they, they are. They, they are. They are. They are. They are because uh, the the Saudi sovereign sovereign wealth fund bought ESL and Blast. So uh, yes. CSGO. Oh, right, right. Uh, they also tried to invest into League and then they got fucking booty blasted by Caster than a lot. Oh, sorry. Did you see the article? Did you see the article? About ESL? No, about Neom. Okay, okay, cut. Okay, oh my, oh my God. You, okay, you, you did not see it. Okay, so, uh, so Neom. Ne- Neom is, so, is, yeah, their um, investment firm arm that's definitely not connected to the royal family, but actually is connected, yeah. No, 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 they don't even have. They don't, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't even have to say that. Neom is a is a Saudi sovereign wealth fund funded uh, kind of like uh, they're trying to make some kind of like uh, some some sort of like it's like urban development investment Whatever. banking, <laughs> like an yeah, investment yeah. fund. You know what? Urban development is the best way to describe it. 
it's a urban it's a Saudi urban development uh, company that decided to sponsor a lot of esports because I don't know they decided esports was the best way to uh, make themselves seem cool abroad. And uh, what happened was they tried to they tried to sponsor LEC, the League of Legends European League, and that did not go over well because the League of, uh, League of Legends European League is uh, staffed by a lot of uh, what should I say? Very uh, okay. So negatively, negatively, a lot of woke people. A lot of woke people. You know what? I tried to frame this, and I, I'm not saying. Ads, help me out here. Sorry, my audio cut out and then it came back right now. Okay, fine. LEC um, staffed yeah, by, so, so, so staff, staff by, by a lot of left-leaning people, okay? Whether you think they're leaning too left or like not left enough, that's up to you, whatever. In any case, they 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 made a huge stink about Neom uh, sponsoring LEC. And they managed to kill it. They actually, yeah, they actually, this is very, very rare, by the way. Like, this never happens. This almost never happens in sports. Like, that, the fact that people can actually kill, like, a sponsorship by, like, uh, a big sponsorship, not just a small sponsorship. No, exactly. Like, by, by making that big. So, they, they killed it. And, uh, uh, and, and at the time, we thought, oh, wow, that was cool. I guess that's, uh, good job. Good, 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 good job, LEC employees. You guys have, have morals. You guys have principles. You denied a potential a payday in favor of your morals. And uh, one year later, there was an amazing, amazing. So, as this is probably the thing I, I don't think you, I don't think you saw, but um, there was a Wall Street Journal article that was talking about just in general, in in a very broad sense, about how. This this entire like Saudi Arabian, you know, like uh, sports watch not not just sports watching, just in terms of like bringing in like Western executives and people to try to like make the country's image better. And they've thrown as like a big a throwaway line, as a throwaway line that the guy who runs Neom, he was like, "Dudes, why didn't you tell me there'd be this much backlash to ne- to us sponsoring Neom?" I'm going to pull a gun under my table and kill you right now for not telling me that. That literally what? happened. Ads. That happened. That happened. What? That oh, happened. Who said this? The the Saudi fucking guy who was in charge of Neom told his like Western hired like executives at his like chair meeting, I am going to pull the gun from underneath my table and kill whoever the fuck did not tell me that this would happen. Like, Nice. And I'll, nice. you, you, I didn't see that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, that that guy did that. So uh, it's not 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 a great look. Uh, it's in the Wall Street Journal somewhere. Um, man, I, I'm I'm glad we we are not a popular podcast because like I probably misstated that. Whatever. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, do, allegedly, all do, this happened. Allegedly. Uh, Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal. Look it up. I'll I'll take yeah. your word for it. I don't give a fuck about yeah, the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't I don't know where we are going with this, but when uh, when did they buy Blast? Sorry, when did they buy Blast? Is it is it recent? It happened last. A very recent. Okay, oh, that's no, why I missed they, it. No, yeah, so they bought Blast and ESL in like a, a early uh, like first quarter of this year. So 
Oh yeah, that's what we're talking about in the first place. I forgot that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so a Saudi investment fund backed company. It's it's like one layer removed, but it's basically it's Saudi government. They bought ESL and Blast. Uh, no, not a Blast. Face it. They bought Face it. Uh, earlier this year, in the first quarter of this year. So yeah, esports now belongs to. Oh, well, not well. Dota and ACSGO esports now belong to Saudi Arabian government. So have fun with that. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's it's a good point that you brought up the fact that they're they're playing on different um, playing fields, but it's also important to bring up the fact that this has already occurred in other sports, perhaps not to the same extent, where it's essentially control over an, an entire sport versus control over a, a, a section of a sport, right? Um, and that's the whole that's the yeah. whole argument um, that yeah. you know this is occurring yeah. in soccer doesn't occur as much in like. American sports purely yeah. because of the the I don't know what the deal is the the, the like the sharing of like it's, it's kind of weird in that I don't I, actually I, I shouldn't say this but I'm gonna say it anyways because yeah. I don't actually know the truth but in the fact that technically the NBA doesn't make money right or the NFL don't make money directly uh you mean like accounting wise or like what wise? Yeah, accounting wise, they don't make money, right? Because any any extra money that they manage to raise gets passed on to the clubs, which eventually gets passed on to the players through some sort of bargaining agreement, right? Uh, I can ask you to that, but I don't think that's relevant right now. Yeah, but something like soccer, which is this is where I'm getting to, um, is is soccer is like the UEFA Champions League or the UEFA as an organizing body. And FIFA, even if you take out the the blatant some um, proof of um, actual UEFA or FIFA members taking bribes to like get a Qatar World Cup or a Russian World Cup or any World Cup really has probably had bribes involved at some point in time. Um, uh, yeah, so, so, so even if you take that out, like like the UEFA organization is trying to make money for itself. Not just for the clubs, like it passes some sort of amount of money off to the clubs for you know being in the UEFA Champions League or whatever, but they also want to make money as a as an organization. Is my point. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean that's just, I, I mean I mean that's where is the the oh so, okay so I guess UEFA is like not a great example because uh, they are an independent organization outside of the clubs, uh, the NBA and the. Rec- NBA, NFL, MLB, all the American sports leagues—they're basically oh, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair, fair. They're, they're own they're own by clubs. Like they're basically an organization. The, the difference is in, in the NBA yeah. and the NFL is that they're the only ones that really matter. Whereas in right, right, right. Yeah. no, you know, the NBA, the NBA is basically uh, so so like you, you know the Premier League. So you know, yeah, remember, it's like, essentially the Premier League, League right. championship. Okay, Premier League spin off from the championship because the main clubs decided this hey, we're gonna make the Premier League and this is our organization. So the Premier League looks looks after its members and yeah. looks after the top the top clubs. Okay, okay. Uh in, in any case, oh but technically all the members have the same have the same vote, to be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh what, 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 what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, yeah. So, so uh I was I was actually uh gonna say like um so I wanted to we we talked about the the economic incentives of like what we, so obviously we know why these top players would join these various leagues whether it's the LIB league or or whether it's like you know whatever else like Saudi back leagues but uh, I thought I was kind of curious that for so this golf league it makes no sense 
it makes it makes it, it's like almost bound to failure. What, what's going to happen? It's because like so, uh, there's a preliminary stats. Oh, so here, so here's all the grammar. So, uh, everyone who broadcasts golf in the world, like, like the PGA Tour has their tendrils in them already. Like so, the PGA Tour has um, they're an incredibly powerful organization in golf. And and I and I would I don't know if they've been like sending out to like you know their supporters saying hey you shit on this league shit you shit on LIV you know like they probably they, honestly they probably didn't even have this announcement because obviously because the invitation side of Airbnb in the world is like so low you don't even you don't even actually have to like tell people to do that but in any case uh, no one wants to work with this league. Either because they don't they like they they're distasteful of uh, the government backing, or because the PCA tour has long-standing broadcast relationships. Basically, in America, from what I can, from what I can tell from reading articles, like all of the the major American broadcasters, they have like long-standing relationships that they do not want to disrupt by like working with the PCA tour's uh, rival, this new rival. So. The business model for this LIV yeah, this yeah. LIV league seems to be we're gonna broadcast on YouTube, and, which is uh, ironic. Yeah, keep that's on. it. That's yeah, and that's it. And because the boomers uh, are gonna watch on YouTube, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so so uh, I mean, if you want, if you want to go by that standard, uh, they got like ninety thousand views average this weekend for their first major event, and I, and, I, and you know what I will say. For an event that is not for like event that is typically watched by boomers, like you know, the PGA Tour, if the PGA Tour had a stream and they got ninety thousand viewers, the PGA Tour would be like amazing. They would put up press releases saying we captured the young audience. You know, like we are like you know like looking for. They would they would say that, but for LIV, that's just like that's just a joke, man. Like that was their only channel, and like. So that, that's what I don't get. That that's what I don't get about these entire all these ventures about sports washing. Like, so okay. So uh, I'm gonna ask you like a big macro question. And maybe Bruce mm-hmm. Keith can come here, come in here too. But uh, so like, who invented the concept of sports washing? Like, like we we created the jargon about it right now. So so apparently, like five years ago, ten years ago, someone said, hey. If we hold sports, uh, it'll make people think good about our country, and we'll, we'll just throw a shit ton of money in that. That's a stupid fucking idea, right? Like, why is it? Why is this an idea? Why is I, it an I, idea? I, I don't know. It's it's become an idea because people keep fucking spending money to do it. But I feel like this is like a sort of like must self work. perpetuating. No, 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 no. It no. Must work. Uh, no, no, it. I actually think that it may be like a self-perpetuating, like like idiocy, where like mm, like, ten years, like ten years ago, like ten years ago, Saudi Arabia government, they're like, hey, our policy is going to be sports washing, and we have no idea that it's going to work, but because uh, MBS, uh, Mohammed bin Salman, the conference, wants to do it, we'll just do it, and they're just gonna burn literally billions of dollars to try to do this thing that they have no evidence that actually works. So, sorry, Producer Keith. Producer Keith, uh, you here? Yeah. All right. 
uh, WWE. What do they call the fucking thing they do in Saudi Arabia? The Crown Royal. What what is it called? Uh, one of the events is the Crown Jewel. Okay, there, what do you there's think several of different ones. What do what, I think? What do you of it? think? Nothing. What do you think? Okay. What, what do you think like, of? Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. What do you think of the event, and what do you think of Saudi Arabia's involvement? Uh, I genuinely don't care. Uh, I know it's like a it's like a big deal. Uh, people are like Saudi Arabia is bad, and um, like we shouldn't support WWE supporting Saudi Arabia because Saudi Arabia is bad. And I'm like, Saudi Arabia is bad. The WWE is bad. The U.S. is bad. Everybody's bad. I don't care. Okay. And uh, I I honestly feel like that's basically how uh, everyone everyone feels. Not everyone, but like most consumers feel. So so I, so I actually think that the concept of sports washing from the start, like sports washing is, is like a great is a great media term. Like it's probably made by Western media in terms of like try to like you know make this uh, concept seem interesting, but it's flawed. Like it's 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 probably just like a ridiculous idea. It's like some some like Saudi prince threw out there to try and do without and without any of it evidence that it works. So yeah. Guys, just uh, just keep trying to do it. And uh... okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna jump in here. I'm gonna jump in here. I'm gonna jump in. Here. Okay, to, to say that it doesn't work, or to say that it didn't exist before this, um, even within like some some, some like microcosms to Australia, this like the title of say the sports capital of Australia has always like tried to be shifted around. So even countries have like tried to portray themselves as like a sport focused country. To then promote themselves to the outside world, I think that's existed beyond before even like the concept or the term of sports washing existed, right? Like I think that's unfair to say. Like otherwise, why would countries that are not like particularly concerned with sports washing be trying to get stuff like the Olympics, like the um, like the like the uh, World Cup, like any any big um competition, like say like a to to, to go into a smaller microcosm, like a Formula One. Uh, Formula Ooh. One race, right? Even though the the math, right? The math of a Olympic Games has always been in the negative for almost every single Olympic Games since like 1970, except for like two Olympic Games have have ever turned a profit or had turned any like reasonable um, social what do you want to call it social benefit. Yeah, I mean, hey. so the 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 thing about it is is uh, it works in the sense that. People like us who pay attention to these things, obviously we see through it, right? But for all the regular people who all they know about Saudi Arabia is going to be these sporting events. They're not going to, they have no association of like Saudi Arabia with any like negativity because they don't pay attention to that type of stuff. So if they're interested in sports, and then they're like, these big sporting events are happening in Saudi Arabia. That's going to be their only connection. And that's that's the goal, right? More than anything else, like, you're not going to change anybody's mind about you that already has an opinion. But anybody who doesn't, now that's the only association they have with your country. Man, 
I'm, I'm not even sure that's true though. Like, like I'm not even sure like that kind of like neutral like uh, undecided fan exists in terms of uh, this kind of thing because, uh, I, hey, remember the Beijing Olympics? Like, like what? People, you know, like the American media covered the shit out of the Beijing Olympics. Do you think people watch that shit that we think better of China? You know, like, it, it, it was just China. No, China of, it's not enough. It's not thinking better of China. These are people who don't have an opinion of China because they don't care about China. No, no, but 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 as but like as I said, like all these events, they're the country. They it's incurred in like, enormous losses, basically, for like a really really yeah. long time. Wax, I, like, I think I think I think the, the like the comparison here is like you know like in in any like um, political battle right political voting spectrum right you've got the people who are always going to vote one way and you've got the people who are always going to vote the other way and you've got the people in the middle who just don't give a fuck i think that's that's Keith's point here is like these are the people who don't give a fuck and that's the people they're trying to win over i i, I don't think they have like, any chance of winning them over i because you don't you don't I, think I, there are people who just don't give a fuck or you think no, that those I, people I, who don't give a fuck don't give a fuck regardless of what happens is that your point no yeah yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I, I feel like these people in the middle, like like sports, sports is so irrelevant because it, in the large of the world, sports is like who who the who get the shit. Right. No, I like, think you're 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 misunderstanding what I'm saying. It's not that they're gonna win them over. It's that they're not going. Nothing is gonna be made worse. It's gonna right? be, yeah, but but I'm saying nothing's gonna be made better because like right, but that, what, that that doesn't matter so long as they don't have people continual continually like more people getting a negative opinion of them. It doesn't matter if they they have a positive opinion. You're already you're already working in your favor. So so I I, I so I want to differentiate two things here. I think you can sports watch in the sense of making people think. Like our country is not poor. Like we have money, and 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 I and I and I sort of think that's what the Beijing Olympics like really did. Term the Beijing Olympics really made it seem made people. It probably made people who didn't really think about China before respect China as hey, wow, this is like a big country and they have a lot of money, and I could maybe I can invest here and make money. But in terms of like uh, changing their thoughts about this country as like you know like a moral entity, uh, you know, I so to speak. I don't think he did anything. I, I, you know, like I, I think like in terms of like Beijing Olympics, it was it was just basically striking off, and that's what the Rio Olympics was, that's what the Athens Olympics was. Like the last like 20, 20 years Olympics was basically countries just jerking themselves off for their local uh political concerns. I, because I, I, I know that's what happened in Korea. Like in Korea, like the Pyeongchang Olympics, like like, like that didn't do anything for Korea. That was just like you know the, the local politicians saying, hey, we got an Olympics, it's prestige. Now we have political capital. Oh my god! What do you say? Yeah, f- fair enough. Um, I I think it's definitely that. But that idea then like translates into the idea of of um sports washing. So I think I think it's possible for both ideas to exist, and I think it's possible for both to exist in the fact that there is some benefit, whether it's enough of a benefit to like. To yeah, but, say yeah, yeah, make up the money, yeah, but, money difference is different. The, the, the thing is, like, like, like we know Saudi Arabia is not money. Like, they didn't have to fucking advertise that to us. Like, I think in, in two thousand eight, 
But you Maybe don't know. You know who Saudi Arabia is, and you have an opinion based on Saudi Arabia. I think in 2008, China maybe needed to advertise the world, hey, we're fucking rich, invest in us, and get rich together. I think maybe that was necessary. Uh, but like in terms of like a more in like a morality sense, uh, however you want, to, however you want to put it, I don't think that that, that matters at all. Yeah, but again, the, the morality sense doesn't matter to most people. Most people don't have unscrupulous morals, and most people also who say they have unscrupulous morals don't have this the the moral standards to even up, uphold those kind of things. Like you said with the the LEC thing, right? That's extremely rare, extremely rare yeah. for 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 people to like put up enough noise, not just stand against something. Like plenty of people stand against something, have stood sorry have stood against something that they don't believe in or they think they'll go against their morals. But very few people have also succeeded. So I think that's the difference. I, th- I think that, um, and you can you can see with the whole um, ESL thing, that didn't happen for everybody. So eventually they found their niche. And their niche happened to be, a, happened to be uh, I don't know if ESL is big in anything other than CSGO right now, but um, CSGO is like their big thing, right? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So- Wait, so Kid, you think that like because of uh, WWE doing these uh, crown jewel events, th- there was like a guy who's like a WWE fan who was the owner of like a sprocket factory, and he he until that point he he didn't really know where to sell his sprockets, and then after watching that event, he was like, "Hey, Saudi Arabia, that's a place," and then he uh, he called his sales guys. He's like, "Hey, could we sell like sprockets to Saudi Arabia?" And they kind of, you think that's like a legitimate thing that happened? That that's like a real, real thing? Uh, no, you went way too far. I think that there is a guy who works in a sprocket factory who likes WWE and has no opinion of Saudi Arabia. And now his only association of Saudi Arabia in his mind is with WWE. That's his, that's the only thought he has about Saudi Arabia, nothing else. So, like, what does that do? It means he doesn't have a negative opinion about Saudi Arabia. <laughs> okay, so it's so you're saying it's like a not so it's a non-zero. It, that, That's a that, that positive like a... for them because they're working from the negative. Okay, okay, okay. It, it, okay. So in, in terms of like spending money in ways that's like inefficient, then they might as well spend in, invest in esports. Oh wait, they are. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't I don't think there's a way to like argue either side i think right, the, so- the answer to that is too difficult to like f- to find we need we need re- realistically we need a yougov poll on opinions of by, saudi by, arabia but by, by, by the by the way I, i'm gonna go work a uh, dreamhack event at the end of the month dreamhack you're a fucking terrible that- person wax now now owned by uh egs which is owned by the saudi wealth fund so uh when you guys donate, make sure you specify that you're going to donate to ads and ads and Keith only because Wax is terrible and he's funded by the Saudi fund and he's also CIA. So, you know, like both somehow playing both ends. Uh, speaking of donations, you can go to www.coffee. That's ko-fi.com slash the jujus to support us monetarily. And ensure that we can hold uphold our unscrupulous values, uh, and make sure we don't take any investment from 
um, Saudi wealth bonds, unlike Wax, who's already taken that shit. So make sure you specify it's not him. I Wax, let's let's. I actually do have to go. Let, let's um, let's let's do songs of the week. I enjoyed this, but let's do songs of the week. Uh, I'll go first. I'll go first since I brought it up. My song, it's it's Pride Month, by the way, in case you don't know. I'm going to do Gay Agenda by Shamir. Um, they are a an artist who I've recently come, come, all, come across. They just released an album. It's called Heterosexuality. They, like, straddle the line between, like, I don't want to call it industrial pop and, like, just straight-up singer-songwriter shit. And he's, their, their lyrics are just, like, so interesting uh, in the fact that they, like, they go into, like, that punk obscure, almost nonsense, but you can kind of see the point of them. And I, I, I love that idea of, like, just writing lyrics that, like, almost punk nonsense. Uh, and I just love that idea. So the, the, the song is called The Gay Agenda, or just Gay Agenda. And the whole album is pretty good. I haven't listened to it all in, in full yet. I've just been so fucking busy, but I'm going to listen to that over the weekend. So, yeah, Gay Agenda by Shamir. Pride Month. Woo. Right. My song, real quick. Uh, I just played Sonic Forces for the first time. Uh, Sonic game from 2017 or something like that. So, my song is the ending theme from that game by Tomiya Otani, the longtime composer at Sega. He's been working on the Sonic franchise since uh, Sonic Adventure 2. Uh, and Amy Hannum does the the vocals for it. It's a very inspiring uh, song called The Light of Hope. All right, Wax, what's your problematic song? Is your problematic? Wax is dead. I'll introduce his problematic song unless he jumps in in three, two, one. He gone. So let's just, I'll uh, just introduce uh, it. Uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 sorry, I was going to be, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah, my, my, yeah, yeah, but my, my, my song is to make fun of ads. It's My Bloody Valentine sometimes. Uh, my Bloody Valentine was basically the soundtrack to the to the very, very popular movie uh, Lost in Translation. And uh, it's my way of mocking ads for uh, basically being Scarlett Johansson's character, Eddie Murray's character. I don't know. Who really is he? Who is he closer to? He could be either, to be honest. Uh, but yeah. Uh, my Way Valentine, they be- they feature really heavily in this movie, and this is a good song regardless, even though the movie's kind of empty. Yeah, okay, so that, that concludes. Wait, 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 who are you? Are you, are you? are you Bill Murray, or are you Scott Jurassic? Who do you think you are? I think I'm Bill Murray, but mm. I also haven't watched mm. mm. <laughs> well, you- <laughs> okay, no, watching it. Okay, no, I watched that so long ago, and I like watched a part of it. Um, so anyways, right. I will, yeah, so if you, if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed this pod and you want to make sure ads remains as a mainstay on this pod, mm. uh, and also fund these drinking adventures, cause this shit did be getting expensive and also water is going up 15% and so is gas and so is electricity. The cost of living do be going up. So go to www.coffee, that's ko-fi.com slash the jujus. We can sports wash away your money to me who has unscrupulous values and wax who has no uh, no values and uh, and keith keith just lives in a constant state of what the fuck so yeah good like all right peace